All right, Orange County, we are back with another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we've got a few things to talk about. The season is quickly approaching here, less than a month now. A couple roster announcements have been made here over the last week since we last spoke with you. Oh, and by the way, we're back in our normal settings. Uh, this, if I can get everything set up properly here, right? <laughs> um, there we go. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball, into it in plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitor's lead, Thomas Ennevolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and burying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal, and it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County on the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i'm your host ray samora and i am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are things going for you? Oh, they're going all right. Uh, you know, just getting through my week. One of the last last few weeks without without any soccer, so making do. Well, I, I'm I'm sad to hear you say that because the soccer is sort of back in here. I know it's only preseason, only been some friendlies, but I mean, soccer's here. It's 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 time. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, the preseason doesn't actually count for anything um, <laughs> other than some some time for some players to get uh, some minutes in and for us supporters to get some minutes of yelling in. So, you know, I guess I guess and it gets a chance, I guess, for the supporters uh, like yourself and the rest of the, the Countdown Coalition, a chance to warm up their vocal cords, get ready for uh, 90 minutes of constant chanting screaming yelling at the refs uh whatever else you hey, county line coach I, I would over. never scream at the ref what kind of person are you pegging for i'm a extremely classy human being you are a uh, who has nothing model. but the utmost respect for you, match officials you are a model supporter if there ever has been one right dylan yeah that's that's most definitely me uh model support <laughs> i want that i want to win the county line coalition award for uh, model supporter 2018 <laughs> We'll have to put that as one of our uh, categories for the upcoming awards in 2019. Um, let's get into it. I mean, we're back more in our normal settings here. Last week, we tried this weird experiment. Probably didn't go quite as well as I was hoping it would go. I, I know Dylan wasn't a huge fan of it, doing this this live broadcast with our phones in our hands. Uh, so we're back to our normal setting. I'm in my garage, even though you may not be able to tell as well because I've shifted some things around we've got a clear white wall behind me as of now instead of a garage door i'm slowly working on building our backdrop here uh, hoping to add you know 
maybe those rally towels that uh, Orange County gave us or something back there. Uh, but we definitely are, are working on improving that for you. Uh, we got a, a couple of roster moves, really are the main bits of news to talk about uh, today. Uh, you know, just last, or I don't know if it was last Friday or sometime last week, the club announced the return or the resigning of Koji Hashimoto to the lineup, which I think for Dylan and myself was a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, we already have a pretty decent midfield with uh, limited playing time available for someone like Koji, but I guess in the ultimate long run, it's good to have him back to have that added depth, someone that knows the system, someone that we know that can produce from that position. Dylan, uh, were you shocked when you heard the announcement that Koji was coming back to the club? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a weird, we've got a, I mean, we've obviously got a really stacked uh, midfield as it stands. And then uh, here we are signing up a, a bit more of a, a veteran player. And uh, on top of that one that takes up an international spot, which is a bit interesting. Um, but when he played last year, when he was fit, he was, uh, he was strong. I mean, he scored the, the only orange County goal in the uh, Western conference finals. Um, and while it proved to be a little bit uh, too little too late, um, he's still obviously a really good player. He might be in his 30s. He's still, um, I'd say, devoted and uh, talented enough to easily uh, continue at a, at a successful level in the USL. Um, nonetheless, it's a surprise, uh, but it does give us a little bit more of a, uh, a framework of some, some veterans, both uh, within the club, um, with the return of such a big group now, and as well as just some of those older players that um, can kind of lead the way and, and show for some of the younger players. And despite not being fit for a good portion of last year uh, after an injury, most games after he was out uh, running on the pitch, working on his fitness, making sure everything was fine. And uh, I'm not sure that anyone ever had any issues with them or kind of seems like the coaching staff was was thrilled to have him around last year. So just could be an extension of that, uh, showing some of the younger guys how to be a, the consummate professional, the model professional, uh, even when you're not getting the minutes that you, uh, you'd you obviously want to be playing. No, definitely uh, bringing Koji back into the roster is a big plus as far as the um, cohesiveness of this roster, the, the chemistry that's coming back from last season. I, I don't know much too far back over the you know past two seasons, I guess at this point, but I, I probably would feel very confident in saying this is probably the biggest return of players uh, season over season in the club's history. Would that be a, a fair statement to make Dylan? That would absolutely be a fair statement, um, which again goes to show a little bit about the league becoming a little bit more, stable but also the club as well um and once you actually have a successful team like a properly successful team uh it's it's no doubt you want to keep as many of those guys around as possible last week i did recommend robert frost and i did reference this specific poem but i was not explicitly clear as to which one it is or which one it was sorry so uh here it is 
Oh, Ray, you're back. I was just about to read a poem <laughs> for uh, anyone that was potentially around. So it's a good thing you're back. Technical issues, technical issues. Don't we love those things, especially when you're trying to do a live stream here? Um, you had me scared. Been, I thought it was my problem. You know, my internet's been acting up uh, for the last probably week. I probably should have gone through and maybe done a, a modem reset before we started today, but I was hoping it wasn't as bad as I was maybe thinking just because i already hate my internet uh i know when we first started recording it was uh i was noticing that the stream health wasn't too well anyways so but we're back i'll have to just do some post editing after this uh for those of you listening on the podcast i mean you probably is just a nice smooth transition to what we're talking about now uh but i i think we left off we were talking a little bit about koji Yes, we were. I think I just finished um, talking. Man, I, I just listened to it, too, to see what was going on before we all realized it was your fault. But um, if I can summarize it, it's a surprise. Um, but he's he's still a quality player. I mean, he featured in 23 games, just under 1,000 minutes. Um, quiet, you know, consummate professional. <laughs> That's about all you can ask. I mean, he only scored the two goals, the one in uh, one against Phoenix in Orange County and then the one in San Antonio, um, which Orange County favorite uh, current Austin Bold goalkeeper Diego Strepo just got to watch like the rest of us. So another sweet, sweet right foot to add on to uh, some free kicks to go along with uh, Jerry Van Wolfgang and uh, Aiden Quinn's left foot. So then the big question comes up, and this is before we even get into the most recent uh, discussion of a signee. What can we expect or what what should Koji, I guess, expect as far as his playing time out there on the pitch? Is he pretty much just a uh, uh, um, a safety net for the potential uh, injury that happens here and there? Or are we looking at him potentially being a key contributor off uh either off the bench. I doubt he'll make the starting 11, but do you think he maybe will be a, uh, a contributor off contributor off the bench? Yeah, I think we might be looking at a little bit more of a, um, of a backup role for him. Um, and obviously the club would have said, this is the role that you're probably going to get. You know, obviously the, the midfield's pretty stacked, um, but I would still expect him probably be on the bench most weeks um, or maybe starting if we've got a, a particularly dense um little fixture build up. Um, and, you know, of course, if there's injuries and, and he's fit, I, I would not at all be surprised to, to see him getting the nod um, a few times. And you could do a lot worse than him as that safety net for your midfield. So absolutely. Definitely a, a decent signing. And this was all before the news that broke earlier today with another signing. That's another, I mean, at least what we're looking at in his career as a midfielder now there's speculation due to uh, the image that the club posted on social media. Uh, typically, the, they will post it's sort of a, a generic image or, or what do you call it? Um, man, I can't even template for when they announce signings or whatever. And they'll have the player's image in the Orange County uh, jersey and then you know a little bit of orange-white design off to the side, the name of the player. And typically, there's the position down in the bottom corner. And when they first uh, announced this new signing, there was a D down there, which typically would reference defense. Now, when you look at the history, and oh, by the way, I mean, I haven't even announced who we're talking about. Um, we're talking about new signing to the club, Liam Trotter, who comes uh, from 
AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> our buddy, our buddies that we just recently spoke to regarding Harry Forrester. Uh, I, I, when I saw that signing, man, I was like, oh, we got to reach out to them, find out information. But so the confusion came out when the club posted that image with the D on there, which again, typically references defense. So one of two things happens. It's either a typo and maybe there's a defender that's in the works and maybe they had that prepped for that announcement and they threw the picture on here or there's maybe the chance that they're looking at moving him more into a defensive role even though when you take a look at uh maybe some of his highlights out in england that might not be the best spot for his skills uh dylan i i don't know if you had a chance to look into anything about liam trotter or have any information you could share maybe any stats or anything you could share with our listeners but what what what's going on with this guy yeah well if i could start with your initial um the little photo that they provided for us last week they also did mention or did list uh, Koji as a forward, um, which is obviously not uh, not actually the case. So I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but that might just be another mistake that someone's made, um, and, it, and it's gone through anyway. But um, if you were on social media today and looking at this announcement, you probably saw that most um, Dawn's fans are pretty pleased that he was not going to be featuring for them anymore. Uh, of course, he played for Bolton a few years ago. And um, just to give a little background on that, they're not known for particularly being run um, well. And so it seems like he was on a pretty massive wage, probably on a slightly smaller wage at Wimbledon, um, given that they don't themselves have the biggest of a budget, um, but didn't exactly find himself in the first team plans and you know, he's, he's going to be 31 uh, towards the end of the season, 30 right now. It's probably, he's probably at a point in his career where he's either going to fall um, further down the pyramid, maybe a lower, uh, maybe like a league two team if he doesn't get some playing time. So I imagine this is uh, him coming over here to get playing time more than anything else. But there is another link between um, Forster and Trotter. Of course, they both played, for Wimbledon uh, in 2017, 2018. Obviously, Forrester played a, a good amount, um, but Trotter featured a good amount as well. Um, it's hard to say who was the better player there because they played different positions, but uh, both pretty important in, in that season. And then, of course, not finding that to be the case as much with Forrester returning to uh, Rangers and then ending up in Iran and now out in Orange County and then with um, with Trotter just not really making too many appearances this season. But they're both represented actually by the same players agency as well, which is a bit curious. Um, if we think of them as a defender, it's it's hard to say. Um, I think we'd be better off getting a, an, uh, a an outright defender. defender. A proven yeah. defender, yeah. yeah. Um, I know Trotter can play as a defensive midfielder and for a good portion um, of his time in Wimbledon uh, in League One two years ago, or I guess a year ago. Uh, he did play as a defensive midfielder quite a few times, but I don't necessarily think that throwing a defensive midfielder into our back four is the right idea. Um, though his experience and um, his age would go a long ways. Um kind of how last year we always had Yosh back there. 
um, with Alex and he would be barking out the orders. And he was that, that um, more experienced player. I don't, I don't necessarily want to say calm, but the more experienced player who, who'd basically seen it all um, who could organize a, a back line uh, even under a pretty big amount of pressure. So I could understand if they're trying to convert him into a uh, defender, that would be more of his role. And he's of course not going to be nearly as a, as mobile as a younger player um, or a midfielder, but it's probably not the right idea. And uh, generally you've got your, your big, um, center back and Walker Hume already. So it would be a little bit peculiar, peculiar that is to have a, a second, um, not as pacey, uh, defender. Yeah. And, and just, just to throw it out there for those of you watching live on the YouTube or watching this YouTube video, you know, at a future time and while Dylan was speaking, we, we, we did have some highlights out there of, uh, Liam Trotter going on, uh, a, some good goals out there. A lot of them uh, may have been a little bit older. I think maybe one AFC Wilmington highlight, and there are a lot of Bolton Wanderer highlights in there. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the thought of maybe bringing him in as the defensive player sort of makes sense because, like you said, he lacks, a, you know, some some major pace there. And you know, basically the club, that's just something the club needs right now is, is a, a middle defender. And just the logjam of time that is available at the midfield position, which when see the the crazy thing how this all happened too is the news was broken by AFC Wimbledon. I don't think Orange County was ready today to announce the, this move. They sort of just were announcing it reactively because AFC Wimbledon uh, earlier today. I mean, this is you know early in the morning for us because this is England where they announced it, but basically on their website, they announced that he was moving to orange County uh, from the article on AFC Wilmington's website. It did say uh, basically that his first team opportunities uh, had become limited recently. And that Liam decided that a chance to play football in America was the right opportunity for him. The 30 year old has therefore signed for United soccer league side, orange County soccer club. Um, when I saw that announcement uh, on Twitter early this morning, and I, I confirmed it on the AFC Wimbledon website, uh, first thing I did, even before I reached out to Orange County to try and maybe get a, a confirmation on this announcement, I actually reached out to our, our good friend Chris from Nine Years Podcast, who we just recently spoke with when we found out Harry Forrester was joining the club. He provided some great insight. And if you remember, we were talking with him about Harry Forrester. He had some pretty good things to say about Harry. Uh, I, I know there was... Always, you know, when that announcement was first made, there were some concerns, too, with Harry Forrester. Not uh, as much maybe what we're seeing with Liam Trotter here, but there were some. But Chris, you know, I think gave a pretty decent uh, recommendation for him as a player and, and thinks, you know, that there's some good out of him. When I reached out to Chris on this topic of, of Liam Trotter, his response was probably, I guess it was a little more harsh than I was even expecting at it. And that's, you know, after seeing what some of the people on Twitter were saying, uh, basically Chris said, he's not a popular player around these parts. He slept or he has sleepwalked through 18 months with us and the us being AFC Wimbledon. Um, and then he said, as you could probably see from the reaction to his departure on Twitter, no one is sad to see him leave. He used to be good, a solid player, but he lost his way with us. Again, us as AFC Wimbledon. And ended it with sadly. So 
not the ringing endorsement you want to see from a player that's coming over uh, to join your club, a club that's goal is basically, I believe this season, the goal is championship or bust. I think that's a pretty fair assessment of what the, the club's going for. Um, yeah, Trotter's played a total of 21 minutes since uh, the beginning of December. So obviously not not at all in the plans and the last uh, last five matches for them, actually not at all even listed in the match day squad. So yeah, it's <laughs> hopefully more of a case of he knew his time there was done. They're happy to, to get rid of that contract um, and, and those wages. And he's, you know, hopefully here to, to prove someone wrong. Um, a bit like Harry Forster, I imagine, probably trying to do the same thing. Um, just prove former clubs wrong and, and uh, reignite their careers. So hopefully both of those guys have those big impacts. Um, but this one does lead to some bigger questions than, uh, than the Forrester signing. So then that sort of, I guess, brings the question sort of what we just talked about with Kochi. I mean, if he ends up being more of a midfield and, and from everything we can read at this point, when you look at the uh, announcement by the club, yes, they had that initial image that had that D on there, but that quickly got taken down. Luckily I was able to screenshot a copy of that image. So I have that for proof that it actually did exist. Uh, you know, the the social media posts discuss him being a midfielder. So in all, you know, from what we could tell, it looks like he's being brought in as a midfielder. At least that's the thought of what we can get from what's being presented by the club. How does he fit in then with the likes of Aiden Quinn, Christian Duke, Charlie Adams, um, you know, uh, Koji Hashimoto, Connor Gordon can fit in that spot, even though he's younger, he might not, you know, he might be more of a in the future type signing, but you can only start so many midfielders in the starting 11 and you can only make three subs here in the game. So if he is in fact here as a midfielder, what's uh, who's the odd man out then? I mean, I, ugh, man, that's a difficult question to ask. He's, I guess the person he'd be most likely to replace in any given situation would maybe be Christian Duke or if um, Sebastian Depre is playing, then maybe him. But there's so many questions and um, I don't know if you got the chance to speak to anyone at the club today, but I didn't. And so there's a lot of questions and basically no answers. Um, Is he coming to the U.S. to prove people wrong? Is he coming to the U.S. with the guarantee of some playing time? Is it just a change of scenery as he winds down towards the end of his career? I don't know what to expect, really. Um, but it's curious now. That's, what, two signings in less than a week that are... Um, our most stacked some, position. <laughs> yeah, our most stacked position. And then on top of that, a little bit older or more veteran, if that's how you want to say things. And um, both also take up international spots, of which we have um, seven, unless we've given away some money for another one, I believe. So uh, I think as it stands, we've got um, five or six with Wos Ansa Contour, um, now Trotter, Charlie Adams, um, Jerry Van Wolfgang, Harry Forrester, and Koji Yashimoto. Um, so that's an interesting 
That was a debacle they've created. Does Seton fall under homegrown because he was in the he was with he was in the MLS or because he's Jamaican? Correct. Um, I think because he was a. Um, I know he's got U.S. citizenship, and I think okay. that's mostly okay. due to his time with uh, with DC United. Okay, that 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 totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I I have to think there's some sort of guarantee of some sort of opportunity for playing time because I don't see a, a player like Trotter making the commitment to play for a USL club at this point in his career, uh, especially because one of the things that he was struggling with in Wimbledon was the lack of playing time. And so, again, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot more questions and I, I'm in your, your boat too, Dylan. I didn't really speak with anyone at the club other than, uh, what the official press release was from the club, but it does seem like the the front office and and coach coach Braden over there is uh, uh, I guess excited to have him coming in. Uh, the press release from the club, uh, the coach basically stated that he's extremely happy to have uh, come to an agreement with Liam this off season. The club knew that they needed some uh, someone of his stature on the team. He has the power and presence that we've been looking for. His leadership and experience will be invaluable to our team. I mean, it sounds almost exactly like Yoshoiveld last season, just that experience uh, and leadership that he probably was able to provide for a team making a deep run in the USL uh, in, in hopes of a championship. Maybe that's what we're getting or we're looking for out of uh, Liam Trotter. But yeah, I mean... She's just opened up so more, so many more questions when that announcement. I, that was just sort of a total shock for me. Uh, probably for for many of you out there, that was sort of a shock to see his name being the one that was being thrown out there uh, and announced. Yeah, I mean, I had a few texts and messages from people asking when when are they announcing the big signing? Who is the big signing? And I actually had no idea that there was going to be a big signing or that who it was going to be. So um, I feel like I was a little bit more in the dark than (laughs) than some random people that happened to text or message me. So that was a little bit weird, but you know, you know why, you know why it's because you were not at that San Diego match, uh, the UCSD match over the weekend. Uh, Someone from the club mentioned a, a beast signing uh, and that's basically what was told, and and I think you've become you've be, you've uh, become more of the insider for our podcast here uh, with the insider information. I guess uh, I don't know how people heard that. Maybe it was me. I don't know, uh, but that might be why they were hitting you up. Hey, who's the signing that we might be getting, or something like that? So who knows? But that was a good segue <laughs> into um, I UCSD? guess recapping. The UCSD match. Uh, I obviously wasn't there, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. So I'm going to be 100% honest too. Uh, I did attend the match. I went there with my family, so I went there more as a, in in the fan role and less of the media role, where I was paying full attention to what you know who was doing what and scoring. Uh, I did see the first goal of the match, where it was uh, uh, Darwin Jones making a cross, uh, and it either crossed the line of the goal line or Seaton got barely a tap on it but i think i can't remember who it was credited to there's no scoreboard there was no announcement so it's really hard to tell it's one of those two guys out there um 
after that, my son, my youngest one who loves soccer, decided he wanted to kick a soccer ball around and he wanted me to kick it around with him. So I spent probably a good 15 minutes of the first half um, interacting with him while every so often trying to catch a peek uh, of the match. Well, I think that means that you win the Orange and Black Soccer Cast's Dad of the Year Award. It's, it's early. It's, there's still so many more opportunities for that, Dylan. I mean, I'm literally not a dad, so it's got to be you who wins it, right? Mm-hmm. You have you have time. It's only March, right? You got to get mm-hmm. on that. No. Um, <laughs> it's, no. <laughs> um, no. No, but I, I will say this. You know, the club, the, the players that were expecting to get some quality minutes this season, they were looking, you know, out there. Um, Harry Forrester did get the start in the match, which was good to see after he totally didn't play against Toronto and came in midway in the second half against uh, Tijuana. Um, To see him out there actually get the start out there in the left wing, uh, it's a good sign out of him. Um, This match, there was a lot more mixture in the starting lineup. There was, I think, three of the trialists out there, um, including both center backs uh, and a midfielder that I didn't quite recognize the faces. Uh, And... Uh, again, throughout the match, there was more people out there. I think even the goalkeeper was uh, was not Aaron Cervantes in this match. So definitely a little bit more more rotating of who was out there for the match. Club looked pretty decent. It was a 4 nil score at the end of it. Again, they're playing against a college team, so you would expect, even if uh, there are a few players out there that aren't yet signed and maybe fringe USL players, you still would expect pro teams to be able to beat a college, you know, level team on that. So four nil, I guess was expected. Uh, the, the great experience with, with this match is it was right there on the fields at the great park. I mean, we were literally sitting a few feet away from the, from the sidelines as fans. Uh, so we got to see action up close and, you know, and whatnot. And I think the fans that did show up had a pretty good time, decent little turnout there for, uh, you know, Saturday match at the park. Unfortunately, I didn't get to stay till the very end because my son had a game uh, that we had to rush to. We barely made it there uh, to get there. But I would say typical, decent preseason performance from the club. And uh, sorry you missed it, Dylan. It's okay. I I had some really (laughs) great Thai curry instead. Um, And it was absolutely worth it. Okay, there you go, folks. There's plenty so, of soccer coming forward, everyone. So Thai Curry is better than preseason-friendly Orange County Soccer Club football per Dylan. <laughs> I see, I made Dylan speechless from that. Um, what else to talk about, Dylan? I mean, really, the 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 only other thing maybe to talk about would be previewing the match against Cal State Fullerton coming up this weekend, but. It's difficult to do that because it's still preseason friendlies. I have no idea what Cal State Fullerton's soccer program is like. And who knows what the lineups will be for the matchup, especially when you still have people trying to make the squad. I mean, I think what you recapped with the San Diego match is going to hold pretty true. It's probably got a good amount of trialists. Um, I'm sure the amount of trialists is getting cut down. And it's going to be those guys probably playing a few more minutes, seeing how they they hold throughout um, and how they work with different parts of the squad. And then, you know, it should be a game that they win just because it is 
it is a college team and and there is still a, a difference between uh, a d1 college program and a and a high level usl championship team so yeah there's probably not too much to expect other than maybe some closer results as the uh, preseason winds down now question then uh dylan are you planning on heading out to that match I forgot what it is, if I'm completely honest. It's well, been you one know, of those weeks already. You know, you could always go on to the wonderful Orange and Black Soccer Cast website where we actually have that information for anyone that wants to check it out. All right, everyone, have, follow me clacking away. We do have all the games listed on there. I think for the Cal State Fullerton one, it is on the 23rd. Um, I don't know yet if the club has announced the actual start time for it. I'll have to double check that. Uh, but I do know for, for the fact that it is on the 23rd. Um, I guess the, the question mark would be as long as weather permits. Uh, I, I have no idea now what's going on with the rain. So, I mean, it pretty much rains every day now. So that's just totally weird for, you know, my... For SoCal. So that's why we spend all life. the money to live here is because it's not supposed to rain or be cold. And yet there was ice on probably all of our vehicles this morning and... It's rained pretty crazily for like a month on end, but shouldn't rain uh, the rest of the week. So sure the game will go through. Um, probably be another day game because, of course, you don't have to have the lights on, and that makes everything a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, if you want to throw back to the, the really old days of the club, playing at CSUF, this might be your, your opportunity to go get that. There you go. Um, and then I don't know what is the schedule look like after that. I know there is the match against LMU, but we're going to have another episode between then and now because that's on a Wednesday. Uh, that one probably is going to be the more difficult out of the two for Orange County fans to head to because that's actually at the campus of Loyola Marymount University on a weekday. Um, and who knows, it may be during work hours, so that even makes it harder for most people. And then after that, uh, uh, unless there is some random new thing put on the schedule i mean that's that's it the regular season is next on the list from that coming march 9th up in reno um yeah uh, uh expect to see your you know key players on the roster not trying to go full out on these matches because you know you don't want to risk injuries at this point you want to get into shape but you don't want to uh, work so hard that you're potentially hurting yourself I expect seeing some of these trialists that are on the verge of maybe making the roster, getting a contract, you know, for a lot of them, this is, this is a dream for them. That's why they're doing it. So expect them to be out there, maybe giving their 110%. Uh, and who knows what to expect out of the college teams, because I mean, unless, unless anyone is an expert of local college soccer, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be so, so that's just you know, what it is there. Um, I think that does, you know, that covers basically what we had to talk about today. Uh, so let's do this. Any other information you want to talk about before we get to our random thoughts, Dylan? No, I don't think so. Um, one of your uh, maybe favorite players is, of course, not going to join us here in Orange County. It was announced last week that Mark Segbers got himself a contract with Swope Park. Um, Good for him. So, I mean, good, yeah, good for him. Um, it sucks a little bit that we're not going to get to get to see him, but of course, we are 
absolutely stacked when it comes to midfielders and wingers to begin with. So, yeah. And he gets another chance to, uh, you know, prove himself and hopefully get himself a spot towards the end of the season on a on an MLS squad. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I can think of. That's how that. slow of a week it's been. It's just I'm giving you week old weeks. news. It's one of those weeks. <laughs> it doesn't even feel things. real. You know, thankfully there was the Liam Trotter signing, or we would have literally had not much to talk about, and we would have just been. It could have been my literature. This still could this be could my literature. Yeah. We should definitely still do it. So yeah, a little, no, I'm still a little mad you got back just in time for me not to be able to read a poem. <laughs> is it a? Is it your own poem? Or are you going to read some other person's poem? I was going to read someone else's poem. Uh, no, no, no. Um, if you're going to read a poem on our podcast, it needs to be your own. Do you want it to be poem. the poem about Orange County? Go for Because I did write a poem about Orange County. Is this happening? Let's hear, let's hear Dylan's Alrighty. poem about Orange County. Okay, hold on. It. I got to... I gotta find the uh, the right paper really quick. I've got a few copies of it. See, it's oh, moments goodness. like these. This is spontaneous. If we would have had this planned, I would have probably done some sort of graphic that I could put on the screen with Dylan serenading the Orange County logo. Uh, but nope, spontaneousness. Someday in the future, I'll be the um, the poet laureate of the USL Championship. There we go. All right, uh, are you ready yet, Dylan? I am. Um, so this is actually Villanelle, which means that the first and third lines of each set actually rhyme with each other and then repeat every other stanza. All so right, if you I, are uh, interested in poetry, that's that's how that works. But uh, yeah, in the back of the net, we began to sing. First in March to start our songs, it was their march to becoming kings. 85th minute, mill one, hated on the wing. The ball swept through air and rain. Once in the back of the net, we began to sing. From there it grew near the top of the league. We joined them week to week as they marched to becoming kings. Then came Dirty Diego, slow and menacing. Surely Seton had him beat. Gnomes in hand, ball in the back of the net. We began to sing. Powder came in clutch thrice on summer evenings against Fresno and Salt Lake and Oklahoma cities. It was their march to becoming kings. September came and went again. We were undefeated. Thomas found the net, four wins. Up Orange County... In the back of the net, we began to sing. It was their march to becoming kings. All right. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want. I didn't know if you were pausing for dramatic effect or. Uh, yeah, there's 500 periods listed, so you know you gotta you gotta pause for a while. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do that, right? right that, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give. A I'll stick to the the prose where I just write articles. Um, <laughs> Unless I am officially the the poet laureate of the USL Championship or of Orange County, in which case I do want a little little business card or title that says that. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, you know, writing the news or whatever, you can always go onto our website to check out the latest Orange County Soccer Club news, opinions, rumors. We're gonna again, we're trying to build it up. Go onto the website, check it out. Uh, you know, follow us. We're gonna try and add more to that as we can. Um, I believe I reached out to Dylan, let him know earlier today, we, Google has finally noticed us and we're now on the Google news feed. So if you go onto Google search or, uh, orange County soccer club news, you should find some of our stuff on there, the articles we post. So that's a good thing too. So we're going to continue to ramp that up. 
All right, time to get into our random thoughts still in before we wrap this up. Do you want to go first or should I? I think you should go first. Since you just were reading a poem. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> um, my random thing is a, a huge thank you to a, a stranger, someone I have no idea their name. I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what they look like because I was so frantic. But, um, well, I guess I have two random stories. This is the first one though. And this is, okay, I'm going to start all over. I'm going to go to last Friday when I got my, I got three of my wisdom teeth pulled out. I did it with only the local anesthesia, just, you know, the numbing of the mouth, didn't get put under, didn't have any of the funny gas, went pretty well. Uh, Recovery has been going pretty well, just, you know, a few ibuprofens here and there. Um, But it's probably throwing my mind off a little bit because yesterday I had to take my car into the Mazda dealership to get some brake pad work done. Um got thrown off because my kids on president's day, their uh, school's closed, but also their daycare at the school was closed, which is unusual. Usually they're open even on the holidays. So I had actually planned on taking them there. We actually drove there and noticed it was closed. So I had my kids with me. So I was planning to go to the Mazda dealer by myself without the kids, ended up having to take the kids, which means, uh, you know, two kids, myself, I had them bring tablets. Uh, the Mazda dealership over here in Irvine gives you lift rides. Uh, if you, don't want to wait for your car to be worked on, which is cool. So I had taken my kid's booster seat out of the car uh, as we waited to get that. I also had my laptop with me because I figured I would be there probably for about 45 minutes before they diagnosed everything and and I was on my way. So I was you know, working on my laptop in the waiting room. My kids are playing on their tablets. Finally, we get the, the information of what, the, what needs to be done in the car. The lift ride gets called to go home and I go back to the kids, get them to grab their tablets, grab the booster seat, head outside, get in the car. The lift driver takes me all the way home, you know, 15-minute ride. Right when I'm about to get out of the car, I go to reach for my laptop, and it is missing. I don't have it there. So frantically, I'm like, well, okay. It's either, if it's not in the lift car, it's back at the dealership, because that's where I last had it. Call the dealership. They have no, they, they can't find it. They don't see it. Um... Luckily, my wife works just down the street from where we live. So I called her, hey, I need your car. She came and gave me the car. I drove back to the dealership because I'm just going to go look. Even though the dealership said it's not there, I'm going to go look. Right before I get to the dealership, the person at the dealership calls me. We found your computer. I was stoked. I get there. I tell them, you know, thank you so much. And they were like, nope, it was that guy that's waiting for his car to be fixed. He found it and turned it in. I went up to the guy like, I have no idea who you are, but thank you so much for finding my laptop. Uh, you know, thank you for being an honest, good person and not, you know, finding something that's valuable and deciding to act like it's yours. And, um, you know, he was, he was really nice about it, but so I want to just say, and this whole ramble that I just went on for like five minutes is there are great people out there in this world. And I appreciate the honesty of this gentleman. Again, I don't know his name. I wish I did. Cause I'd love to give him a shot out here on our podcast, but this where I'm talking to you right now, this camera, this computer, this is the, the computer that I almost lost yesterday. So I'm excited to, you know, that that there was an honest person at the Mazda dealership, a customer, not even one of the workers that found it and turned it in. So whoever you are, stranger guy that I don't know the name is, thank you so much for that. Top that, Dylan. See, Dylan fell asleep. I did not fall asleep. Um, Yes, there are still good people in the world. It's amazing. But, uh, you know. Anyway, I'm going to give some... Uh, literature recommendations, as always. Of course. Uh, I'm going to give a few this week. Ray's going to judge me so much for this. But I think some of you, if you do read these, they are all um, short stories 
and they are all quite short even by a normal person's standards. Um, Toni Morrison's Recessative is a nice little story and should be decently thought-provoking for some of you. Um, and then there is the late John Updike's short story Separating, um, which for some other people might be um, thought-provoking or inspiring or at least um, forcing you to um, maybe understand someone else's evaluations of a, of a situation. And then the fellow late American author, John Cheever, and his, uh, his short story, The Swimmer. Um, all three of these, I highly recommend. They're all probably about 10 pages long. Um, it's well worth the 40-ish minutes of your time to go and read them. All right. Oh, and one more thought. Actually, back to Orange County. Um, <laughs> if any of you were paying attention to social media today, you will have seen that the club did their headshots for the 2019 season. So you will see um, some very similar-looking um, kits to last season with an away strip that is um, white with some orange and black uh, accenting, and then a home strip that is black with some orange and white accenting and then a, a keeper kit that is a yellowish orange with a weird texture kind of um, printed onto the front so nothing super inspiring or exciting there of course teams are gonna have to work within the the templates that adidas adidas gives them we saw this with every and i truly mean every mls team this season where basically everyone ended up with a white away kit that is plain white and insanely boring. It's a pretty similar situation here. Um, but now we've got uh, three stripes making up almost a, like a pseudo shoulder board on on the kits. So I'm sure we'll see the release of those soon. And I guess the biggest question is, will we ever get to buy a keeper jersey if it's orange? Or will there ever be a competition kit that's actually orange? Some of us, some of us hope. Yeah, I think orange would be a great color to have for Orange County Soccer Club. Um, but yeah, the, and the, the keeper kit is also just something I think. I, I would love a keeper kit, especially the way the weather's been lately, to be able to wear those to a, a, a match if the weather's ever like this. I mean, awesome. All right, so there we go. Um, I think that sh means this episode's pretty much done. Uh, remember, you can find our podcast, many other podcasts on the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. Um, and check out Angel on Parade, our friend Alicia over there. She covers the club pretty well. Uh, angelsonparade.com. Am I forgetting anyone, Dylan? I don't think so. Uh, thank you for all of you that continue to listen to this podcast, even though sometimes we seem to not know what we are talking about or we just ramble on or we have technical issues. We appreciate you for coming That's back. That's exactly each. what we do. <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> we appreciate you for coming back each and every episode. It's uh, people like you that give us a reason to do this. Uh, and for those of you that are just now joining us, just now discovering us, uh, hopefully you'll you'll continue to come back. Uh, we promise. I promise you I don't read poems every week. We promise you once the season actually gets going and it's not just the preseason friendlies, we have a lot more interesting club related stuff to talk about. Uh, and, you know, we, we will tend to get more guests on as we're playing other teams and, and bringing some of those people on. So you won't just have to hear Dylan and myself uh, on there. Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, too, um, 
if anyone that's listening, if you're interested in helping contribute to our podcast, to our website, uh, we have a page on our website you can go to. So you can go to orangeandblacksoccercast.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of the website, you will be able to find the link to, I think the link says, join our team. Click on that, fill out the, the short form, let us know what you're interested in helping us out with. It could be joining us and being a podcast regular, a podcast, you know, someone that joins us every so often on the podcast. Uh, if you're interested in writing, photography, uh, if you're interested in, uh, you know, graphic design for like clothing and stuff like that, we're, we're trying to come up with some ideas for some shirts that we can throw up on our, on our uh, Teespring account. So if any of that is something you're interested in, just go onto our website, fill out that form, and, and someone will get back to you shortly with uh, either Dylan or myself, I guess, we will get back to you shortly uh, to see what we can do to, um, to team up. Uh, with that said, for Dylan... I'm Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. We are underway. That's the totally wrong thing, right? We are out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.